Thanks for joining us for this message from Awakened Church. We believe in the power of God's Word, and we pray that you're encouraged by this message. Now lean in as we hear from God's Word together. part in a two-part series called Casual Sunday. We just launched this last week. Uh, Casual Sunday, the, the heart behind this series, is we are learning and digging into how we are going to be serious followers of Jesus. We don't want to have this casual Sunday mentality where we come in, we lift our hands, we sing, we listen to a message taught, we go out and we chat with our friends, we pray, we leave here after an hour and a half, and then nothing else changes. Or we have this faith that's casual, it's relaxed, it's unconcerned, where we read the Bible in the morning, it doesn't really affect our afternoon. We want to be serious followers of Jesus. That's what this series has been about. And last week, we talked about how Jesus, if he is our Lord and Savior, that Lord means something, that that means we are to be obedient. And we really talked about obedience to him. This week, we're going to continue talking about Jesus and really what it means to live a balanced relationship with Jesus. How we do that. We're going to be really digging into that. And we're going to be looking in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. That's going to be our, our, our base camp as we dig through this. Learning about balancing healthy relationships with Jesus. So something you guys probably don't know about me is that um, since I was a little kid, I've always loved things that require balance. I just think it's fun. There's something about it. Like taking a broomstick and putting it on your fingertip and just trying to like balance it around like a circus performer or something. I used to love to do stuff like that. And then later on in life, when I started riding uh, freestyle BMX and skateboarding, I just loved the tricks that required balance. That's the stuff I gravitated towards. I just wanted to do that. And then a little bit later, I started to walk on a slack line. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that or seen it. It's basically like a tightrope, except it looks more like a ratchet strap. It's really interesting. But you walk across it, and it's really fun. It's really hard. The only problem with that is if you fall a certain way, it can hit you in a place you don't want to be hit. So I gravitated a different direction after a while from that, and that led me to what is called the Indo Board. Um, the Indo Board is a balance trainer. I'm actually going to ask Josh if you want to come up here real quick. This is Josh Brimmer. He serves with us on security and a whole bunch of areas. We're going to grab that. This is the Indo Board, and it's a, we'll scooch it forward a little bit more. It's a balance trainer. It's, it's very tricky, very tricky, all right? Now, Josh is going to demonstrate that it is tricky, and we have Chad here to you, Chad. make sure that he does not die. I'll be here as well. Go ahead, go again. You got it? All right. That's good. Good job. Thank you for demonstrating. I appreciate that. I just wanted him to be safe, but I wanted you guys to see that balancing is challenging. Balancing is not super easy to do. And something about the balance board, I was thinking through it, and it really connected with me in relationship with Jesus. So the thing with the Indo board is when you balance on it, you kind of find your spot. And the way that you do this, after a time, you kind of figure it out. It's really keeping 50% pressure in both legs always. If you go too heavy this way, I'm going to fall that way. If I go too heavy the other direction... I'll go fall that direction. So you really got to learn, okay, I got 50-50 balance always. You're constantly adjusting it, both directions, just always moving. And the thing about it is while I'm using both of these legs and while it seems like, oh, you just got to really be coordinating your legs, not the case. It is super important, but there's a hidden piece that you don't really see. It's not visible to us. 
It's your, your core. Your core has to really be active in this, keeping you centered over that roller. So as I'm here, you, you can't see that. That's that invisible piece. But I'm really focusing now on this part of my body, staying centered. And my legs are working together, separate but independent, or separate but also united, rather. And as I'm balancing here, I'm learning to keep my balance. And that's going to be the title of the message, Keep Your Balance. Because while we are in relationship to Jesus, there's a balance that we need to keep, that we need to learn. And it's very similar to the Indo board. And to kind of explain what I mean by that, we have one leg when we're balancing in relationship to Jesus. That's the leg of Scripture, God's Word, the Bible. You have to have that leg, 50% over here, really keeping it even. Then you got this other leg that is very important. This is the leg of personal connection with Jesus. That's experiencing him, him being present in your life. Both of these are working together. But then there's that invisible piece. People don't really see it right away, but you know it's there. God knows it's there. It's love for Jesus. That's, that love is the core. You have to have all three. They all have to be working. If you want to stay up on this board balancing, I need all those to be up here right now to be able to wiggle around. You need the same thing. If you want to remain balanced in your relationship, you need all three of those working together. So that's what we're talking about today. And we're going to be looking in Matthew 7. Hopefully you guys are turned there already. We're going to be seeing in a, in a text here how this connects. We'll read it all together. Start verse 21. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, I know when I first read that, you guys are like, that doesn't seem like it has to do with balance, AJ. That just seems scary. I don't really like that verse. The thing about this chunk of scripture right here is it's meant to be a warning That's why Jesus is sharing it in the first place. It's something that we should take serious, but when we dig into it, we look a little bit deeper. There's some things as we pick it apart that we really learn that does tell us as those who don't want to be casual followers of Jesus, it shows us how to balance. And that's what we're looking at. So this is this first truth, this first leg that we were talking about today is based in verse 21. And so the first point as well, it's going to be this. The Bible teaches us what the will of God is. The Bible teaches us what the will of God is. Jesus started off in verse 21. He said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. He's saying, talk is cheap. You can run your mouth. You can say how much you love me, but that's not, that's not really the, the main factor here. But he doesn't just leave us there. He breaks it apart. He gives us some clarity. Shortly, right after that, he says that it's going to, the people who enter the kingdom are going to be the ones who do the will of the Father. So what's the will? What does that mean? The will means what one wishes or has determined shall be done. So the people who are going to enter the kingdom of heaven, those are going to be the people who are actively doing the things that God has said, this is what I want to be done. This is what I have determined as the best way. This is my plans. Those people are going to be the ones who enter the kingdom. That's who we're talking about. 
So that leads us to, okay, well then how do I know the will? What's the will then? How do I find it? I want to know it. It's right here. It's God's word. It's in scripture. That's where the will of God is found. It's not super complicated at all. And I think that a lot of us have a hard time with this truth because sometimes it's boring to read. Some of us feel like it's not or it's not comfortable, it's not fun, so we avoid it. But the truth is, that's where his will is found. I think many of us have had this view about God's will where we think that it's super mysterious. I've talked about this in the past that we think that it's like really abstract and out there. And we'll, I know for me personally, I remember a time when I would be like, I want to know what you want for me to do, God. Tell me what. I have a Bible at my house, it's sitting there but I'll go hike up a mountain for three hours, get to the top, stay there with my hands up all by myself praying, God, please show me your will. I've did all this work to meet with you. Please meet me here. Please tell me what your will is. Silence. Then I'll go outside. I'll be like, all right, God, I got got your word here. I want to hear from you. Hold my Bible open. Wait for a wind gust to blow by. That's it. This is the will. The land is scorched and people are like fuel for the fire. All right. That's a weird will. Like, we, I don't get how that applies to me. We'll do stuff like that. It's not that complicated. That's not how God works. All you need to do is open this up, begin to study, begin to dig in to scripture. That's God's will is there. And as you grow in maturity, some of those truths become more complex, a little bit more complicated to understand, but it actually starts out super simple. The beginning of God's will is like very, very, very simple. Um, There's this group of people that we're going to read a a verse real quick in just a second. There's this group of people who are basically casual followers of Jesus. They were there. They were following him hillside to hillside, listening to him teach. They're missing the point. They're there for the show. They want to know more, but they're, they're missing it. They're not getting it. And Jesus speaks to them. They, they ask a question to him first. This is John chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. It says, Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent starts so simple. Believing, trusting in Jesus and who he is. How do you do that? Well, you read God's word. You want to know who Jesus is? You want to know what he's about? You want to know what he's done? What he's commanded? It's right here. As you read, you come to understand what it is you are believing in and you come to understand and trust and accept. Yes, I believe this is the truth. You grow in this knowledge You need that. That's that one leg that's keeping you balanced. That's keeping you up 50% over here. That's so important. However, that needs to be coupled with something else because there's a whole group of people called the Pharisees who had a lot of knowledge, who believed. God's real. We definitely believe, they said. They studied the scriptures. They could point to the laws. They knew it all real well, but they were still missing the point. And Jesus says something special to them in John 8. John 8, 42 says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, then you would love me for I came from God 
and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. These guys were missing it. Many of us miss it. We have a lot of knowledge about God's word. We've got a lot of understanding. We've begun to believe, yep, I trust that that's true, but we're missing a crucial piece, love for Jesus. That core, like I was saying, that thing that keeps you centered over the roller. You need that. Without that core, it doesn't matter. My legs could be as strong as they could possibly get, and I'm still going to be wobbling all over because there's no core. Love is that core. You got to have that. Love transfers that belief into something deeper, that understanding into something deeper. Believing and loving have to go hand in hand. They got to be together. You, you have to have it. There's no option, really. Knowledge without love gets us out of balance. It gets us to start fall, to fall out of play, just like the Pharisees. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, what that actually looks like for us when we get out of balance. But Jesus said right here, and it's important that, yes, we need to believe. Believing comes from reading his, his, his word, reading scripture, knowing his will. It's where we get it. But we need to grow in love so we start doing things. Because he said in the beginning of that, this is the one who does the will of God. Not the one who knows the will of God. It's doing. And this is super important. Um, it's from our love that we begin to do things for the Lord, that we begin to serve him. And I read this verse for you guys last week. This is John 14, verses 23 and 24. It says, Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, then he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. But whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. This is that core. We've been talking about it this whole time. This is the second point, if you want to write it down this way. An authentic love for Jesus should keep us centered. An authentic love for Jesus should keep us centered. It's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. And we need that because it's that love for Jesus that's the anchor of our salvation, keeps us centered just like I was on the board so we don't keep getting way out of balance. It holds us tied to a position. And it's from that that we obey. Like Jesus said in John 14, it's from our love for him that we obey his commandments. We follow him. We're lacking love. We're, we're, we're not going to do his commandments. We're not going to care. We're going to be those casual followers. It's from our love for him that we study his word because we want to know what he, he says. We want to know his commands. We want to know his will. It's from that love that drives us toward it. To give a little more definition to what this love looks like, it looks like willing submission. So, I'm married. My wife's name is Breezy. Um, Breezy asks me to do a whole lot of stuff that I don't really feel like doing. And she tells me frequently, hey, could you go do this chore? Could you run out to the store and do this for me? A lot of time it's not convenient for me. It's not in the timing I would like. But I do it. Not because I have to, because I'm under an obligation, because I'm an employee of Breezy. <laughs> I do it because I'm doing it out of a willingness to submit to what she asks because I love her, because I care about her and I want to do that for her. That's how it's supposed to be with Jesus. 
Love also looks like real desire for Jesus. So for me and Breezy, I desire to know her. I desire to know what she likes. I desire to know what she's interested in. I want her to know me. I want to share with her what's going on in my life. Love looks like a desire for Jesus, just like my desire is for Breezy, to know her better. You have to have that. That's what love looks like in a little bit more of a tangible sense, because that's what we want. That's the core. That's really what it looks like in a deeper way, so you can apply that to your own life and really think through that. Do I have that? It's, it's really important, because these guys that we're reading in Matthew 7 that Jesus is speaking to, who are missing the point, Jesus says, not everyone's going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but the ones who do the will of the Father. And then he starts to talk about these people who are going to say something to him. They had missed it. They failed to have love. And I want to read one more time verse 22. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? These people were doing stuff. I mean, they were around. They were doing pretty cool things, prophesying, casting out demons, mighty works, all this stuff. Jesus doesn't deny it. He doesn't say, you didn't do any of that. He doesn't say that. They were doing that stuff, but they didn't have that anchor point of love that was really pushing them to it. They had other motives. And what we're learning when we read that is that using the platform of Jesus' name is not going to cut it. Just because you served on a team at some church somewhere, that's not going to cut it. It's not getting you to heaven. Just because you went on a couple missions trips, that's not getting you to heaven. That's not what is moving you from this space to eternity. Just because you held a title. I'm a groups leader. I'm, not, I'm a pastor, but that's not what gets me into heaven because I have the title. Spiritual accomplishments don't really mean much in terms of eternal, like, consequence. It's really relationship with Jesus. A lot of us see value in performing the religious duties for a whole bunch of reasons. I know for me, I had this tendency when I was younger. I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I was always around church. My grandpa was a pastor, and we were always around it, but I didn't fully get it. But I was still there. I, I still listened to my Bible teachers teach me. I still did the obedient stuff. And I did that because I wanted their approval and I didn't want to make my life harder. And a lot of us find ourselves in that boat where our families live a certain way or our friends live this way and, and want to follow Jesus. And we don't really care that much, but we do it anyway. We're here on Sunday. We listen to the messages. We take the notes. Maybe we even serve on some teams. But we're just doing it because, hey, this is where I need to be. And if I go the different direction, man, my life is going to really look bad and people are going to make it hard for me. So we, we don't. Um, another reason people do it is out of self-flattery. We perform these religious duties because we got pride in us that says, hey, if I do this stuff, if I study the God's word enough over here, or if, if I serve at this place, if I use my talents and abilities in these certain ways, People are going to honor me. They're going to put me on a pedestal. I'm going to get some noteworthiness. 
People are going to commend me for it. I really want that. And people really want that thing. So they'll perform all this stuff just like these people standing on the platforms, gaining the titles without the love, without truly understanding it. We don't want to be like that. We don't want to walk in that type of a mentality. We want to truly get it to walk and live in that balanced state where we're on that scripture leg. We understand, we believe it translates and grows into love. That is the core that keeps us centered. And then it moves us deeper because ultimately after we grow, we're going to start putting more pressure on that other leg, that last one. Because with the sturdy leg of scripture and then love is the core, that only, only that last leg remains. And this is going to be found in verse 23. You want to read it with me once more? It says, And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is the other leg that we stand on to keep balance. It's found right in that little trunk. This other leg, the third point of the message today, is that serious followers of Jesus seek personal connection with him. Serious followers of Jesus seek personal connection with him. The key word, I kind of highlighted it as I was reading through there, the key word to understanding what Jesus is saying here and what we need to learn to have balance is that word new. Depart from me, I never knew you. This word new means to become acquainted with or to come to know. This is like personal relationship, though. It's not just like knowledge. It's, it's deeper. It's experiential. Jesus knows me, and I know him. It's personal. I've seen him at work. That's what we're talking about here. It speaks of the personal connection of experiential relationship, and this is the person that Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, is interacting with who through his Holy Spirit, we're interacting with him. This connection happens in the life of the person that desires and makes room to meet with him. A lot of us don't do that. We, we're missing that personal connection side. We're way out of balance. We got the knowledge. We're here. We listen to the teachings. We might even have a decent amount of love for Jesus. But this side, the personal connection leg, is really not even there. And we're just falling over here. We need the personal connection side. And we do that through prayer. We do that through, like what Jesus said, that we are to pray without ceasing. We're constantly in connection with him. Not just praying for stuff or for him to show up and fix something, but we're sharing with him. I I shared with you guys at the beginning of this series that this series was born out of prayer through the Lord interacting. Through that personal connection. That's where the series came from. It's based in his word. I'm teaching from his word right now, that scripture leg. But it, it was born out of the personal connection leg. And it's so important for us to have both things. I think for many of us, we need to start sharing a little bit more with Jesus letting him know, hey, this is what I'm interested in. Like me, sometimes while I'm just playing around in the indoor board, I'll be praying. I'll be like, hey, Lord, this is pretty fun. I'm having a good time. 
it, it really doesn't matter anything spiritual. It's nothing crazy. It has nothing to do with ministry. But I enjoy it, so I talk to God about it because I talk to Breezy about it. If I care about talking and having a relationship with her, then why would I not do that with God? We need that. When scripture, that leg of scripture, that other leg, personal connection, when love, that core, that anchor point, when those are all working together and they connect, that's where a balanced relationship comes into play. That's where it really grows, where you start to see God move. But many of us struggle to keep our balance. All of us probably do, one way or another. We're all prone to go one side or the other. It's very likely. I know for me, Personally, I tend to overemphasize the scripture leg, really lean heavy on that leg, because reading God's word, understanding it, comes pretty naturally to me. So I'll lean real heavy over there, and it will get me out of whack. There's dangers to that. And a lot of us fall into this. You got to have it. You can't just be like, oh, I'll cut it out then. No, you need the scripture leg, but you need to learn to balance it. So what happens to me when I get out of whack is that I'll begin to take pride in what I know, and I'll start to be like, I have an answer for that. You, you got a situation going on in your life? Let me point you to this scripture. I know the scripture. Situation happens in my life? Quote a scripture right here. I know what to, what to do with this. And I can lean on the scripture. It can seem really good, but really I'm taking pride in all of this. I'm becoming a much more Pharisee-like than relationship with Jesus-like. That looks like a couple other things, too. That can turn into legalism, if you've ever heard that term. Legalism is what happens when we read God's word, we understand what it says, we take it pretty serious, but then we start to put the standard of what God's word says on people who have never even agreed to the standard of God's word, people who don't believe in Jesus yet. They haven't begun to even make this journey yet, and we're holding them to standards that they don't even know. And we treat them poorly. and We become terrible witnesses for Jesus. We hold others, other Christians, even in the church, we hold them to this standard that we aren't really actually holding to ourselves. We're judgmental towards them. We tear them down. We cast them out when they make mistakes. As they're, like we talked about last week, they're trying to be obedient. They're on that journey, digging away those things that they need to be obedient to. And as they're shoveling, they're struggling. It's hard. And then we see them make a mistake. We're like, you're done. You're a waste. And we, we treat them poorly. That's an aspect that comes out of leaning way too heavy on that leg, falling out of balance. I think one of the things that I do, the reason why I lean on that leg so much is because I get a sense of control out of it. I get a sense of control over my faith. Because I can control when I read this and I understand something, I can control what gets put into action and what doesn't. I can do what I want and I can cut out what I don't. And there's this aspect of, okay, I got the knowledge, I know the stuff, and I have control here. And the personal connection side, it puts fear in me because I can't control what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He might let me in on things and show me where he's going, but I can't control that. He is his own being. He is his own person. He's moving. I can't control that. That freaks me out. So I'll lean heavy and kind of ignore that other side. And this leads me to the biggest problem, the biggest danger of leaning too heavy on that scripture leg. 
and I've experienced this, experienced this myself, it's emptiness. Because what ends up happening is I'll read a whole bunch about this. I'll see a whole bunch of crazy stuff that Jesus is doing. I'll understand the deeper truths behind it. Be like, man, God, you do some crazy stuff. You speak in really cool ways. You interact with your people really well. And then I look at my life and I start to say, hey, uh, where is that? Why isn't that happening to me? Where, where is that all? Is this a fraud? I start to doubt. Is this not real? No, it's real. It's just I'm too afraid to really lean into that personal connection leg. We, we have to be willing to lean, to, to be balanced. But there's dangers in the other as well. If you lean in the personal connection leg and you ignore that scripture leg too much, there's a lot of dangers there too. And some of those, what those look like, is poor understanding of God. Because if his will is in here, if we learn about who he is in here, and we're never doing that, then the result is that we don't understand God. We come to conclusions about him that aren't actually accurate. We start to expect things of him that he never claimed to do, that he never was intending to do in lives. And we miss who he is. Another issue that we have is we begin to misinterpret the Holy Spirit and his voice and our own voice. This is a serious one. This one's going on all over within the church, not just here, but I'm talking about the church as a whole. We miss this because the voice of God is oftentimes so closely tied and sounds so much like our own thoughts, it's hard to differentiate. So if you're not leaning into God's word, this is the filter for us to look back on. I know God's word. I heard this thing. Seemed like a thought that I might have had, but it might be God. All right, let me, let me lean on what I know from Scripture on that leg. Yeah, that was God. That was definitely Him. It aligns with this. Or, nope, I think that wasn't God. That doesn't really make sense. Bounce this off some others who know God's Word well. I, I don't think that's quite right. And we, well, what happens when we lean too heavy on that leg is we get out of whack. We start to share things with people that God never told you to share. You start to harm people because you're telling them, hey, he's going to move this way in your life. He's got this thing in store for you. Doesn't happen. They're devastated. They're broken because he didn't tell you to say it. It's so important for us to lean on both legs. If we get out of whack on that one leg, the biggest danger of leaning too heavily on that personal connection leg is that you stay perpetually an infant in Christ. You never mature. You don't ever grow. That's, that's a huge. None of us want to go through a whole lifetime of trying to follow Jesus and never maturing. We're just these babies the whole time. God has much more responsibility for his church to live out, so much more things for his church to understand about him. But we're missing it because we're not leaning into this side of things. We're too heavy on this leg, that personal connection leg. Both are important. You got to have both. You can't just cut it out, but you got to be balanced. It's so important. I think for a lot of us, we don't read God's word because we think it's boring. Like I mentioned, we think it's complicated. You got to move past that. God's calling you to be obedient anyways. To say, I don't fully understand it, but I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep seeking him and keep praying that he'll help me understand it. Keep being in groups of people who love Jesus, who can help us understand. We keep digging into it. You got to do that. You can't give up. 
on the other side of things, if you're like me, some of us are on that other, leaning too heavy on the scripture side, we're missing the personal connection leg because we're just way too busy and we're way too distracted. So we never make a moment of silence. We never make a moment where we are prioritizing meeting with God and we never even begin to grow the habit of praying without ceasing. We have to do that. If you, if you want to have that connection, if you want to have Jesus personally meeting with you, you got to make space for it. Both of these things are super important. And the truth is, at the end of the day, relationship in general is very volatile. There's ebbs and flows. Sometimes we're fighting with our spouses or friends. Sometimes we're doing great. Kind of fluctuates. It's pretty much the same thing in relationship to Jesus. It's volatile at first. When you first begin, just like Josh demonstrated, it's not so easy to balance. When you first start, you're kind of wiggling back and forth. You're going way too heavy one way or the other. You're trying to find your spot, and it's kind of hard. You're all over the place. But over time, as you consistently seek the Lord, as you consistently train yourself to lean equally, Scripture, personal connection, and that love is the thing that's binding you to it. As you begin to do that, you start to stabilize. Just like right now when I'm on this board, I'm always moving slightly. It's still going to be moving a little bit. You're always adjusting. Okay, I'm going a little too far this way. Work it out. A little too far the other. Okay. But it's way more stable over time. I've been doing this for like many years at this point, so that's why it's not that hard for me at this point. Same thing with relationship with Jesus. As we learn to balance, volatile at first grows to be more stable because we're building on those truths of Jesus. From his word, we're leaning into his presence, and it's that love that's binding us to him. It's that anchor. It's keeping us centered to know which which way we're falling either way and we need to get track of. So I want to close today with a question for you guys. I really want you guys to think about this as you leave here today, my question for you is, how balanced is your relationship with Jesus? How balanced is your relationship with Jesus? It's okay to know you're leaning one way or the other. You want to have the balance. That's the first step. If we're going to be followers of Jesus who are serious about him, we're not casual, then we're going to take that serious. I know that this text today For many of you, we might have read it and it might have freaked you out a little bit. You might be saying, I don't want to be the guy who gets to heaven and I'm freaked out. Am I balanced? Am I out of whack? Am I going to wind up meeting Jesus and he's going to tell me, depart from me, I never knew you? I really don't want to hear that. I want to tell you right now, you don't need to be freaked out by this. It is a warning. We should take it seriously. But you need to know that if you are concerned about what Jesus thinks, That means he sees that. He gets that. That means that the pieces are there. The pieces are there. They're working out. What you need to be concerned about is if you heard this message, you heard what Jesus had to say here, and you're indifferent. If you're indifferent, you don't care. You're like, eh, I don't really care about this. I don't don't feel like I'm going to think about this. It doesn't really matter all that much to me. That's, That's where this text 
needs to scare you a little. I wanted to leave you with that because I don't want to send anybody out of here freaking out. I want to send you guys out with hope and truth. So right now, as we close out, I'm going to pray for you guys because I want our church to be alive, to be balanced, because that's where impact is going to come from. Thanks for joining us for this message from Awaken Church. We'd love to hear how this message or the ministry of Awaken has impacted your life. Let us know at awaken.church forward slash my story.